Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Welcome, everybody, to Chuck and Julie, uh, True Straight Up, Chuck Byron Julie Hayden. This is Party Friday. That's right. So we plan to have an all-open Texas death match with lots (laughs) of people, and and we're going to go wild, and then we're going to have some fun. Right, Julie? That's right. You know, the show brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine with Dr. Jack Schaefer, Denver Cenogenics with Dr. Julie McCallan, and also HappyTrees.co, although we need to have their job. They're taking the winter off. So, so think about them in the spring. We've got Dave Williams with us on the phone. We've got Ted Trimpa, Democrat strategist um, on Zoom, as well as, and this is going to be great, Ted's partner, Arash Mosla, who is a, for folks who don't know, Ted's a Democrat strategist. Arash is a conservative, not only that, but is almost single-handedly responsible for the Greg Gutfeld show, now skyrocketing into number one. We, and- we wanted to have what we thought the brightest mind in the Republican Party side in Colorado, which is Dave Williams, and the brightest side brightest mind on the Democratic side, uh, which is Ted Trimpa. Since we don't believe in being fair, we got a rush to come along to help us. I know. So you guys conspired. You're piling on. That's right. That's right. Well, first, let me say, hey, Dave, thank you for joining us. You bet. That's great. You bet. Yeah, All right. Hey, Everybody's uh, I want to start only slightly facetiously with a, with a proposition. Should we not dissolve the Republican Party of Colorado? What is the point of the Republican <laughs> Party of Colorado? It has no purpose anymore. Ted and his friends have so rigged the system that there's no chance that any Republican could ever won statewide office here. And it doesn't matter because they've rigged our primary so we get to have an abortion Barbie like Joe O'Day or a Zuckerbuck girl like Pam Anderson as our quote-unquote nominees. <laughs> so it doesn't matter if, if we could win a race, which they've rigged and we can't, we get to have their candidates for us through this open primary, semi-open see, primary. Chuck has been kind of depressed. Chuck is not depressed. <laughs> I'm finally free. Let's finally kill this son of a bitch and be done with it. Ted, you've succeeded. And let me tell you, if if this isn't good enough for succeeding, they'll bring you ranked voting like they did in Alaska. They have no intention of allowing any Republican ever to win, except for maybe a Greenwood Village uh, council person seat. So why do we play along? And I'll turn to uh, Steve, Dave Williams. Why have a Republican Party in Colorado, Dave? I... <laughs> I actually uh, agree with Ted. I think uh, for our Republic, Ted, that's me. Our, <laughs> I, I, well, I've heard him say this a number of times. We need two healthy parties to to help operate our system of government here, and it keeps a check on one another, uh, which is important when we decide public policy, regardless of who's in the majority. And I, I don't think we should dismantle the party. We simply need to rebuild it and reform it. Exactly. Reform it. Wait, no, Chuck, wait, 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 wait. They break the system so they keep our candidates. Wait, I want to start. Okay. Pam Anderson, you got to be kidding me. She's a Zuckerbuck girl. Joe O'Day, 
Abortion Barbie. This is all what, I who hear. are our candidates? Who are our philosophy? I know what the philosophy of the Republican yeah, Party is, and it's in its uh, charter. And it, but but it doesn't matter because none of them run on it. They run on the commitment to Colorado, which is a table joke. for one. Table for one. Cut off my nose to spite my face. Table that's for right. one. That's cut off my nose to spite my face. Okay. Have everybody wrap up. <laughs> you guys, I want to hear kind of what everybody has to say. Ted, we'll, last, we'll start with Ted. Then we'll go to Raj. I'm going to go to Dave. Ted, when you were on with us just last week or earlier this week, you were you were sad and depressed. Now you're, you're happy drinking. Yeah. yeah, he's gloating. He's he's been gloating all all week long. Oh, with that. I would too. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I have a two word response for the last couple of days, and that is, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> what? So, what do you make of it? I mean, why is it? I mean, first of all, we should point out we have not lost the House. It looks like we're going to win the House. We might win the Senate. So it's not, not in Colorado. Well, no, I'm not talking about Colorado. Well, I'm I am talking about that's the question. No, that's your question. Oh. Why not? my question. Why have a Republican Party in Colorado? Yeah, yes, it is a question. All right. Chad, answer whatever question. You no, know, I, I think there are two things that went on. I think that you had uh, the abortion issue ended up being a much more motivating issue than people expected mm-hmm. it to be, one. And two, I actually think that there was a certain level of repudiation of kind of Trump tone, Trump tactics. And hear me out. I don't I'm not from the camp that says that the reason why people voted this way is because they felt like democracy was at stake. Do I personally think that that is the case? Yes. Do I think that voters really care about that? No, I do think they care about they're just tired of the bitterness and what's going on. It's not the partisanship as much as just kind of the tone and a lot of that you're seeing from some Republicans. And so I think there was just a response to that. I agree with that because, like Fetterman, what a great guy! I mean, nothing better than a grilling <laughs> vegetable. If you want the tone and the tenor and the look and the look of an hey, but look at it candidate. this way: this, this is why we have early voting, so we can get that done, get it out of the way. Exactly. Exactly. Let me get around to your take on the past few days. I mean, like, just overall. I mean, working at Fox News, you know. I mean, that's the corporate media on the right. Uh, I mean, we were shocked. Like, for example, in Colorado, for example, like Lauren Boebert, for example, that race, no one, I think, could see that being so close. Um, And I don't, I honestly, I honestly, I don't know what happened. I think, I I think a lot of it, I think a lot of it had to do with Biden just really like that whole message of telling people that, you know, there's a threat to democracy, this whole, you know, ultra MAGA are evil and like really going in on all that. I think it probably had something pumping to do with his base pumping. Up the his reason base. why it was so close yeah. is, because, is because Bill Anschutz ran Don Corum, a quote unquote Republican uh, who loves school teacher unions uh, against her, made her use enormous amount of funds and, and got those Republicans to vote against her. Uh, so a uh, totally corrupt Aspen. A uh, uh, city councilman who changed his vote on an Uber lifts because he had been caught with his girlfriend on a camera in a, in a storage unit, unit uh, because he was a great candidate. You know, <laughs> quality candidates count. Well, I tell you, if you're going to hook up, why would you do it in a storage unit? Well, that's I mean, my big question, too. You, you've never lived in Aspen. It must be like some kink, you know? It's like, no, who no, did no, 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 no. Only private place in all of Aspen, only private place is the sports <laughs> lockers. I mean, that's it. I lived in Aspen. That's Quite great. interrupting me. Hey, Dave, your, your take on things. Right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what I think um, and then kind of break it down. I ultimately think the problem is that the Republican Party has a brand issue in Colorado specifically. 
And I think what Ted said is actually quite insightful and and it's a fair point, but it's, I think it's a little bit more nuanced. And the reason I think that is because I think he's absolutely right with respect to the Trump tax uh, concept that he has and, and the abortion issue uh, when he talks about that. I think that's certainly the case with the unaffiliated with the majority of the unaffiliated voters who voted this go around. But one of the things that I want to point out to everyone here, and I'm still doing a deep dive on it, is that if you compare the Republican voter turnout right. from this election to 20, 2018 and, and 2020, if you want, but certainly 2018, you'll find that less Republicans showed up. So it's not just that, uh, that the Republican brand is mistrusted mm. amongst unaffiliated voters. It's all that Republicans don't trust Republicans. In Colorado, they didn't bother to show. Yeah, in Colorado, they didn't bother to show up. And so my theory right now is that instead of gambling $15 million on the Senate to chase unaffiliated voters that were probably um, leery of us to begin with because of what Ted already discussed, maybe it would have been a better idea to at least put a good portion of that in simply turning out the Republican base, the base, the people that are most likely to agree with us on our messaging with crime and inflation. Um, but I do also think that the, the messaging on crime and inflation, we have to reexamine that uh, because it, look, it looks to me like it really didn't materialize into any election wins uh, here in Colorado. Well, and now- and um, I get to say, apparently, apparently, you need your car stolen four times in order to yeah, find exactly. this. Well, I think there are people like, like Jimmy Sangenberger. He's he's up to two now. <laughs> he's I think there are clearly some people who hate the Republicans so much that they could have you know spent half their paycheck filling the car up, only to have it carjacked by an illegal alien out on a cashless bail, right? And they'd still vote. For the Democrat. But here's what I think, and I'm just going to sum it up. I, I mean, well, Chuck top and I, it off, they eat French food. Just top exactly. it off. Exactly. <laughs> Chuck and I have been saying this for years. I feel like going forward, the only reason we're going to stay in Colorado is so we can be the martyrs of the canary in the Democrat coal mine. In 2014, Colorado was the second state in the country to implement all mail balloting and therefore ballot harvesting. No, no, ballot harvesting really didn't come in in 2018. Well, but I mean, when, the, when the spent $23 right. million. Dollars to Stability. And so what we saw in this election was because of the COVID and all that, other states, now almost every state has it, and only only one state, I did some research on this, only one state in the entire country says you have to turn in your absentee ballot. Everyone else, we can collect them willy-nilly. Nobody enforces it. I think that that's the one thing. And until the Republican Party wakes up around the country and adapts, if they don't, everybody's going to turn into Colorado. Thank you, Ted. So no, I, I, let me let me give my two cents worth because you haven't yet for a change. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've run yeah. an election in, in the cities where where everybody voted on election day. I helped pioneer once Donetta Davidson, a Republican secretary of state, sua sponte uh, allowed uh, no fault uh, or no basis absentee ballots going around. Uh, and we took Glendale, we took Central City, we took lots of places. It didn't matter what we campaigned on. It didn't matter who our candidates were. None of that mattered. You'd go into some place, everybody like tennis and sailing, everybody's between 18 and 23, bring some strippers with you, some good-looking guys, have parties, have them give your ballots and vote them. They could care less what the issues were. They could care less with it. Fetterman, I mean, I mean, 
they just got him elected because he's a drooling fool. Do you think they are? Oh, yeah, he seems like he's good. He has good points. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. It don't matter. Nothing matters. It's rigged voting. Wait, what? rigged voting. Oh, and as if Dr. Oz is a good candidate. Well, at least he can put a sentence together. He doesn't have to look at a monitor. He's at least he's not brain dead. Yeah, <laughs> I know you got. I know you got a brain dead president, and that's help. President. Hey, but look at it this way: on ballot harvesting, you know, we're so good at this. I grew up on a farm. You know, there's a brand called International Harvester. You know, combine. <laughs> so I know something about harvesting. There you go. Well, and particularly international harvesting. You know why the Lauren Bobert race hasn't been called yet? Because they have till Wednesday, next Wednesday, to get the international ballots in. Who, who came up with that rule? Uh-huh. It's like, because uh-huh. they need till next Wednesday, because she's ahead now, to figure out how many votes they need to. I'd be curious why. And you know what? They can't tell us today how many were sent out. You'd think. Uh, why, why, why on an election day? That's, <laughs> that's voter suppression. Did Literally you see that? suppression. Did you see that Kyle Clark actually a couple of days ago, Kyle Clark on Twitter was he didn't so much as call the election for the her opponent, but he was kind of leading to that. Yes. And yes. When he when she was down by 60 votes, right. he called he basically called it for her. Right. I, I don't know. It's yeah, just, well, well, I mean, what's going on in Nevada? What's going on in Nevada? What's going on in Arizona? It's right. all these fishy stuff going on in my home county of Washoe <laughs> County, Nevada. Okay. Washoe County is where Reno is. That is where all these ballots are coming in. There's the late night voting dumps happening. Yes. Or, yes. And always these late night voting dumps that happen at two in the morning, that it's always right. going toward the Democratic candidate. In this case, Catherine Cortez Masto. Right. And not only that, but the the cameras that are like supposed yes. to be watching Go what's off. going on, they went off. Right. They went right. Off, coincidentally. Now, like, Ted, how do you guys do that? How do you <laughs> how do you do that? How oh, do you rig goodness. that? First of all, let's let, let's remember that states have the constitutional authority in order to set how elections are conducted. So the rules that exist in Arizona were set by Republicans. So it wasn't like oh, Republicans out there firing in terms of how we're going to work the system. Right. Second, the idea of the cameras going out, there are still individuals there that are watching polling. Yeah. Which individuals? I, mean, I, I swear to God, the wind changes. and You guys think there's a conspiracy. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, something's really going on. No. It's, it's Bilderberg. It's no, Bilderberg. It's, no. it's, 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 it's not a conspiracy. It's a strategy. Well, let me get Dave Williams. Dave, did you? Well, let me ask this of Dave. Hey, Dave, great election uh, caucus leadership. You got Mike Lynch, who was put in office by Catherine Murdoch. Uh, he'll be a great one, a great one uh, for the head of the uh, Republican caucus in the House. And we've got evil Senator Lundeen in the Senate backed up by big Bob Gardner, just a great rhino. They're all rhino lineups. I mean, it's the most disgusting group of legislators I've ever seen, with the exception of Stephanie Luck and a few others. Well, I mean, why don't you tell me how you really feel, Chuck? I, mean, <laughs> I uh, you know, I, I guess what I would, I guess what I would say is that, um, you know, Mike Lynch is certainly someone that, um, if I were still in that caucus, I wouldn't have supported, um, mainly because he wants to continue the failed policies and strategies that led to uh, 19th seat um, GOP uh, caucus. And that, and he literally said that. I mean, he literally said we're going to continue the great work of of what led us to this position. And I, and what boggles my mind is the rest of the caucus 
kind of shook their head and said, okay, and then think to themselves, well, there's only 19 of us and 46 Democrats upstairs. Maybe, maybe uh, there's a, a need to change the, the plan. Uh, yeah. With that said, I, I ultimately think they're irrelevant uh, at, this, at this juncture. Yes. The Democrats, um, I think their challenge is going to be uh, controlling a lot of their members um, so that they don't overreach and get out of hand. And I ultimately think that it's not going to matter for at least four years. I think someone did an analysis that there's no way we can actually capture the Senate in 2024. And there sure as hell is no way we're going to capture the majority in the House uh, in 2024. So for the next four years, all the Republicans can do is try to make some inter- uh, incremental gains. You know, And I think there are at least three or four seats you can... You can make a play for in the House and maybe a couple Ted's in the Senate, but head. it's not a majority. Right. Ted, go ahead. Uh, this, this is assuming that we have the type of strategy and control that you all think that we do. Uh-huh. I mean, the, wheel, the wheels are going to fall off of this wagon. Yes. When you have yes. that many Democrats with that kind of majority yes. in both of those chambers, yes. the, left is, the left is going to reign. Yes. And when the brains of leadership can't pull them in, we're going to have a lot of crazy, crazy, crazy things happen. Which is why I think we ought to dissolve the Republican Party, all become Democrats, so we can support <laughs> your side of the Democratic Party. <laughs> so there's, no point, there's no point in supporting our side because we don't have a side anymore. We might as well join you and, and say, okay, you win. Uh, which guys of you leftists should we support who aren't quite as great? Well, I'll tell you what I'll do is I'll go to the local Denny's and see that the Republican caucus is meeting in the back table. Yeah. Bite them in. Well, I mean, Chuck, this is Chuck. This is what I would say. I don't. I don't think it's as dire as you think it is. Because I. Oh no! I it, it was great. Oh, in New York, New York is utterly blue, and they could have somebody with five you, points. We have a nice just, lady. Let him finish. Let him finish. <laughs> If you if you just look at the arithmetic, right? If we if we spent money on chasing and turning out our side, yes, um, we yes. could have we wouldn't have won statewide. I think that's clear. But we would have probably made gains in both chambers and probably captured CDA. I, I think there's something to the fact that Republicans don't trust Republicans, and we got to figure out how to get our get rid of them out. I think Dave is making a really good point. I, I do think, I, well, well, no, no, no. I mean, actually, actually Chuck, this I is do. in some ways lining up with some of what you're saying, and that is, is that you're actually not talking to your conservative base. You're not talking about what you know Republicans really are, and we really need to get the people out that really care about the party. If they're not coming out and voting, in part, they're saying no to what they see as O'Day Republicanism right. and, yes. and Republicanism. So I think what the point is, and, and I can see what it, you know, what it is, I actually agree with it. You know, to get your people to come out, you have to invite them to the party. Right. And if you no, you have like, to squash them in the primary. You got to squash them. You got to squash them with indep- with independent voters well, well, electing Ch- Democrats. <laughs> well, Chuck, I will I will say this. I think there's a temptation that uh, is out there amongst our base that if we if we nominated Tina Peters or if we nominated Ron Hanks, then they would have performed better. And I'm not actually convinced. And by the way, full disclosure, I supported those guys, right. but I don't think that they would have actually. Um, been able to perform better than the the current nominees, given just given the fundamental um, problems that we have in our party to begin with. Oh, if we if we organized. nominated Jesus Christ, we would have lost. We can't win because they <laughs> break it. 
They've you're always, always going to have a problem with somebody who's be, you know, it, 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 under threat of indictment, of a federal indictment. It's probably not a good person you would want to run for. Would, would that bother the Democrats in the least? <laughs> they would do it. They would do it, Chuck. the indictment. But here, Red Dave, I want to go back because I want to ask Ted, too, about donors. But did you see this stupid letter that Christy Burton Brown set out? I think she essentially blamed it on the stupid voters. No, um, she said, you guys lie and have more money, yeah, so we can't possibly win. We can't possibly win. Oh, okay. That's brilliant. But we can't give up because she has a salary to protect. Yeah. Okay. What's amazing about that is, is that Republicans spent anywhere from 15 to $17 million, on the st- million dollars in the state Senate. We spent half that. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd love to know where the 15 and 17 went for. I mean, what it no. what Consultants. Consultant salaries. It didn't go, it didn't go to, to harvesting people. ballots, that's no. for sure. Well, Ted, here's my question. And you can get a combine for $250,000. Well, that'd be one vote. (laughs) Do you think, here's what I hope, is as long as the Colorado Republican Party is sort of controlled by Phil Anschutz, who is not really conservative, that that he controls the money, he's going to control the party leadership, therefore the candidates, blah, blah, blah. All right, well, well, no, because Chuck doesn't think so, but I don't know what you think because you deal with donors. I think at one time you told us your job was to bundle dark money. Russian hides. Hide dark money. It's clearly solidly blue for the foreseeable Obvious. future. Do you well, do you think the donors will pack up their toys and go away and give grassroots time? Or no. the donors still, that's what Chuck says, donors will still try to influence whatever they can influence. Well, I think on the Republican side, if I were a donor, I would be asking questions of where did all this money go? Right. I mean, to have th- this kind of performance. Let's let's take that it was a quote sort of wave year for Democrats, which I don't buy. I mean, right. we had great results, but I, there's other dynamics that are going on. I would want to know. Okay, so you spent fifteen or seventeen million on what? Show me. And I think this is the fundamental problem that the Republican side has: is that you let consultants drive what you're doing. No. And donors have to be, whether they like it or not, actively involved. They because are. They're, it's their, well, they need to be more actively. Well, no. I know well, you, you don't get it. You results, don't get it. The donors control the consultants and they tell the consultants what to do. The consultants would be MAGA Republicans if that's what the donors wanted. Uh, Phil Anschutz gave the max amount in his own name to Liz Cheney, to Liz Cheney on her reelection bid. Uh, the, 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 it's primary. not it's not the 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 josh penry's that are controlling the phil anschutz it's just the opposite and since we're here just among friends and we won't tell anybody else <laughs> yeah, nobody no, else because you never use clips of me on the show for other things in terms that's of- right that's right we never <laughs> do it what was the deal that you all with polls made with anschutz I mean, what, what was exactly it? I mean, how much how much did you agree he would not fund anybody on the Republican side for governor and that you'd leave that to Steve Wells and stuff? What was the deal? Who, by the way, ads were awful, by the way. What? I, I mean, would, would they message test him with his wife? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Chuck, I mean, let me let me get, get in here because I think Ted, I think Ted's, Ted's right. Ultimately, I think what's happening here with Phil Anschutz and the mega donors is they are telling the consultants, we don't want, you know, grassroots, conservative, anti-establishment people to win. But the consultants are the ones that are actually implementing and driving a plan. And the donors don't know really what's going on. And so that leads 
sue the consultants to essentially charge absurd, you know, consulting fees and then not get enough money into the field. Right. And whatever does get into the field isn't it's just not good messaging. It's just not they don't good want, strategy. I mean, to be George Anisopoulos spent right. all the time talking to Anschutz people saying we need more people in the field. We need money for field operations. And they all no, we don't. Because that would be around those dirty, grimy working people who we all, we and the Democrats all hate. Those working class people who stink that, well, that see, go to Walmart. You guys don't know how to knock on doors because you have gates around your houses. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Not anymore. Yeah, yeah. Right. Look, look, luckily, uh, Polis is real working class. That guy worked his ass off to get his mom's money into the Internet. I mean, it's just great stuff. Well, that, that, okay, that's not fair to Jared. I mean, Jared is Jared is so He's bright. Jared's a jerk. Well, let me ask you this. So with this night, he's a great governor. If, if I was Jared, I'd be worried because I think he wants to be president. And does this give Biden a bounce? I mean, the fact that people are like, oh, God, we, we could be one anywhere. We didn't at least lose. Well, luckily, before. you guys can now doing? have him in the grave and still win. Right. Um, yeah, really. <laughs> well, you know, you have to think about this is the best performance of a party in a midterm. Right. And- yeah, I mean, beyond recent memories. So, I mean, yeah. you got to get credit where credit is due. Yeah, people, yeah, Biden. People say, oh, nothing. In the crime and the homelessness. It, it, and oh, the come on. Bipartisan things that happened. You had bipartisan veterans reform, postal reform, you know, postal. bringing back the sem- you know the semiconductor industry. You had infrastructure. You had, you know, bail- bailing out the economy. And we can argue eggs? about that. You want eggs or coffee? I'm with you. You pour money in the economy, you get inflation. And I think oh, it's a lot of reason why we... Oh, and how is that I'm African you can't say, you The can't brilliant say retreat that has Dunkirk effect. of all ones. It was Dunkirk, wasn't it, when the Afghan rolled Dunkirk? I mean, you guys are willing to say anything. Yeah, I think they to, oh, look, brilliant things. So, oh, look I at mean, this. Sure. The border. <laughs> the border is very nice and fluid and very secure, too. Go ahead, Dave. Chuck, what I, would, what I would say, I think, to kind of build off of what Ted just said there, is that we have no one but to blame uh, but ourselves, uh, yeah. The Repu- not you and me, but the Republican Party generally. I mean, we spent, you know, two, you know, four years or two, four to two years not not actually making the case to voters why Jared Polis shouldn't be reelected. Don't he you get it? Just... With kid gloves by the Republicans. That's true. And we never, ever actually tried to make, you know, coherent, uh, consistent uh, case to to fire jared polis and instead we did the opposite it Especially doesn't matter under- what no, you no, no 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 dave dave is right dave is right oh, God. In, in order to take Good somebody party, you, gotta, you gotta bleed him you gotta attack them and what's happening yeah. with what's happening with a lot of republicans they get up in the morning they brush their teeth and they start singing i feel pretty i feel pretty, <laughs> i'm witty i'm witty i'm wise and i know fine. so i mean it's true i mean but that that's what i witnessed you know front row is that every time we had a chance to try and do something the instinct by leadership by those in power in the legislature or outside was well let's try to just work with them and get some bipartisan gains and it's a double-edged sword right if i'm a democrat i want bipartisan gains so i can go to the public and say look i'm so good that the opposition party agrees with me don't fire us. And that's unfortunately what our side has been doing for so many years because they think they can somehow sweet talk their way to a majority. And that's just right. not reality. That's not the reality of the blueprint, for God's sake. What do you think the Democrats do to us 20 years ago? They made us look like a bunch of jerks and they won. Right. 
and they that's how you win majorities as simple as that and I think, too, I think what we need to realize, and I, you know, I have to say, kind of like when the Democrats, MSNBC goes to Wyoming, and they're kind of shocked at how many MAGA people there are, because they only thought there were five. I was stunned at how many well, This is the six. The six, the six. Yeah, yeah. I was, to me, I didn't realize, I think there were all these Democrats, they don't care how awful the candidate is. They don't, like I said, they don't care how awful the economy is. They hate the Republicans and they hate Donald Trump so much. They will never vote for a Republican. And I think- You I, don't, I, don't I, get I, it. I, you I, don't get, you still don't I get do it. The, no, you don't. But in part, we got the Republican Party thinks that they can convince these people and they're never going to convince them. And I want to ask you- Well, let me, the, let me give you that. I ran an election in a city where we had everybody go to the polls and we went to all the likely no, you don't get it. And and I went and I went, you know, we had all these great uh, three point prawns. We get great candidates and so forth. We lost the next election. So then we took advantage of Donna Davidson's incredible surrender to the Democratic Party and got everybody to do absentee ballots. We could could less what our candidates were. We could care less what, the, what the issues were. It's not that they hated Republicans or hated Democrats. They were 18-year-olds who could care less. They were recently uh, naturalized and unnaturalized this people. Is well, Central City, I mean, in other places. It doesn't matter. You can have the best argument in the world. You, you know, when they go up to see you and pick up all those ballots, there's been all these ones where people finally get it. You, Republicans try to get votes. Democrats get ballots. And as long as they get ballots, and we get votes, we will never win, no matter how articulate Hugh McCain became. Well, I mean, they go, they go, Chuck, they go hand in hand. Of course, you work the system and try to, you know, run up the numbers with the ballot chase. But I, I can't, I don't think anyone should be able to deny that for the past two decades or so, the Democrats have successfully, successfully defined who the Republican Party is to yes. the point where now we're at super minorities. And that, no, 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 no. They've managed. Problem. They've no, managed I, to change every election rule, including financial parties. Though, it's no, it's not. Hand every hand. rule has been changed. Every well, one, including how we get to nominate our own candidates. And the Republicans well, said sure. we got to get better with messaging. Are you kidding me? Sure. You guys must just well, be no, laughing, dead. Now these guys are unbelievably stupid. My God, we oh, got, we've no, just got to get our message a little better. Chuck, we got to do both. We, yes, we, I no agree question. I, no question. The second we went to mail-in balloting, that that allowed for more ballots to go into circulation, and then you can work the system that way. Among other systematic changes, I get that, but you have to do both. You have to right. be able to work the system, but also define your opponent. And the Democrats have run circles around us for two decades. Right. But Ted, what do you think? And, and then Dave, too, and Chuck, and then me. I mean, I think, and Chuck, you pointed this out. I think this is right. I think what we're quickly evolving into is an extremely, even more extremely divided country. I think you're going to have now totally blue states like Colorado because they get in and all the rules change. And then red states like Florida, where they also change some of the election laws yeah, to benefit the Republicans. And, and there's going to be money spent in the middle. But I mean, I think that's what we're seeing in this country. It's not becoming less divided. It's going to become more divided. I mean, Colorado is going to be blue, like I said, for our only chance is join Wyoming. I mean, that's our only <laughs> chance. Parts of it, parts of us can join Wyoming and, and then Denver and the Sycoplex can, can be part of California or something. Well, I tell you, if you guys move to Wyoming, I can never come visit you because I think I have an outstanding speedy ticket. And I probably have a look. <laughs> or if I go up there, I can probably disappear. Oh, okay. Well, come down to Florida. But first of all, Juan, I think you're making the assumption that we in Democratic land aren't going to screw it up. 
Um, as much as I love my friends in the progressive, you know, wing of the party and the fellow Democrats that I have, we, we're going to overreach. We're going to spike the ball. We're going to, and, and even for people who don't know how to play football, are going to spike the ball. At least try to do it. Yeah. Uh, and there's there's going to be a consequence of that. And you think about the number of unaffiliated voters there are in Colorado, that could swing, you know. And if you got you, you know your act together in terms of a brand, and you had some great candidates, I mean Heidi Ganahl being all concerned about furries. I mean I. I mean, that, that's like so ridiculous. Clark just, Our branding around Heidi Ganahl was her own fault. Well, yes. I mean, she should, yes. It, I, I it, think. it doesn't matter how we brand people. It doesn't matter <laughs> any of it. I mean, it's just, it's just, it, you guys just laugh every day. We change every rule. And then you guys must have, do you have watch parties? We just play over and over again, Wayne Williams. You know, with- I, have, I, have a, I have an idea for you, Chuck. You should have a new column in your newspaper, and that is, cut off my nose. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's no, there's no Republican nose left. There's none left, so you're going to start cutting out the ears. Uh, there's nothing left to the Republican Party because of 20 years. We'll, we'll just, we'll just call you. People, go then. How we'll can you have the Republican go. chair? And and leading congressmen say we've got the gold standard in voting. You guys must go. How do we do that? How do we get that moron? Did somebody pay him? Oh yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. I, I agree. So I mean, one of the things I did want to sort of because we're having fun here and it's whacking this party Friday, but. What do we do with the Republican Party? Nothing. I mean, Get to me, you got to blow up, I think, the establishment and the people. Well, actually, actually, we should ask a true right-wing conservative who doesn't even like being called a Republican. Wait. Who's Ooh. working at Fox, you know, because they sacrifice a goat every morning before they figure out what, <laughs> what the news is going to be. So we should hear what he thinks that they should yes, do. Yes, okay. Ash. Well, okay. So I think, you know, we the Republican, we need to play, we need to beat the Democrats at their own game. Yes. So we hate I, like I, like election day has now become election week, election month, election two months. So it is what it is. I right. think we just got to do it and we got to beat them at their own game and start getting the Republicans to vote early. Yes. Vote off. Like they all do these dirty tricks. So we need to do them too. I, I agree. Yes. Any, everything that they're doing, we if need we to do them. We're not smart enough to figure out how to do a dirty trick. <laughs> we're not. We're not. You, you leave that to Nixon. I agree with you, you absolutely. Know, they're doing it. They're this is the world we're in. But by the time we do it, they'll bring rank voting no. everywhere. So no, how come the how come the Republicans? How come in Colorado? So I haven't. How come in Colorado there is not ballot harvesting on the Republican side? Exactly. There needs to be ballot harvesting on the Republican side because that would be cheating, Arash. They because say. it's really hard to get that wheelchair to roll up that old broken concrete sidewalk. It takes a ground game. And Dave, you address this. It's because the consultants don't make as much money trying to pay people, uh, you know, to go, you know, knock on doors and things like that. So they'd rather spend the money on TV ads if they get kickbacks. I mean, what do you think about why didn't we do? ballot harvesting dave um i i think we don't do ballot harvesting because i i think there's a somewhat of a misconception that it's all illegal and it's not there's legal ballot harvesting that you can go do and we should engage in doing that since this is the system and the rules in which we're operating and i think ultimately we don't do that because we just don't have as much experience and there's not a lot of folks that on our side that know how to organize and operate in that manner well here's ultimately if we're going to fix the republican party you know that we got to get the fundamentals right i mean you're talking about ballot harvesting we should be talking about the basics of of how to operate not only a political party but organize folks to election victory and that that's we're not doing the basic stuff we're not 
making the case day in and day out why Democrats are terrible. And I want to say something about the swing voters. You know, the swing voters, they're not ideologically driven. That's why they're unaffiliated. Um, they, they, we have a, a good opportunity if we can get the messaging right based off of what they care about. Um, to get them to swing our way, and that we got to figure, we got to figure out what the audience wants, make it align, make our party align with that in accordance with our principles, and make the opposition party look like they're against it. And right. there's, yeah. a, I mean, that's very something, uh, you know, something I want to mention. Because there was a comment from Doctor, I think it's Donna uh, Walters Dr. or Donna, Donna. Waters um, about the ten ballots, and what I think, and this is just a little anecdote little fact for you, an anecdote I know, plural of anecdotes, not data, but the on the Denver ballot that comes out at the top of the envelope, it effectively says you can submit 10 ballots. Yes. And what it means is you can go out and you can collect 10. But right. if I were conservative, like Arash, I, I, I took a look at that. I'm like, so basically you're saying that according to what Denver says, the elections division, that you can submit 10 ballots. What they mean is you can collect 10. Right. Um, that's just showing how sloppy we are in terms of how we harvest. Right. But well, here, 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 here's why the Republicans will never win the ballot harvesting war. Ballot harvesting is incredibly easy because I've done a lot of it. When you go into a big apartment yeah. complex where every door is just a foot from the other door, you ballot harvest in suburbia and much less ballot harvest in rural areas, you get shot. If he, you know, trying to go from a ranch to the next ranch to pick up the ballot. I mean, yeah, oh, we got Bob's ballot well, in. We only took why, days. why you need firearm safety reform. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, though, Chuck set that up. Chuck that that set was that great. Up. No, that was perfect. I love that. Do you think, um, why is it taking, and do you think this is going to hurt you guys, the fact that, that Nevada, well, it's true, Nevada, Arizona, California, there's 31 House seats still up, 16 of them are in California. And in some of those races, I was reading this morning, they've only counted like 39%. There's a reason for well, I know there's a reason, but do you, do you think that's ever come back to bite you or no? Um, probably not, because I think people are getting <laughs> to the concept of all mail ballot, they know it's going to take some time. You know, to, you know, in order to count it. To perfect. Like you have in This is waiting for election. a reservation at French Laundry. And so when they get to all of that, they'll go back and count ballots. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I'll ask you then, then, Ted, then Dave, you can weigh in in a rush too, because I think, Rush, you're in New York where they did manage at least in New York to win some races, unlike in Colorado even. Because well, we rigged the gerrymandering. <laughs> well, yeah. Do you, I mean, were you paying attention to that? I mean, in New York, it's astonishing. I know that there were um, a handful of house races that actually flipped from Democrat yeah. to, to Republican. In the, in the Congress, in yeah. in the state, in the House of Representatives, nationally, uh, and I mean to Lee Zeldin's credit, you know when uh, Andrew Cuomo won governor, like however many years ago, he won by like a twenty percent margin uh, over his Republican opponent, and this year, uh, Kathy Hochul only won by like five percent over Lee Zeldin, which right. for a Republican, I mean, That's sure he lost. Right. But I mean, that's a big inroad, but that was really disappointing. You know, I mean, seriously, like living in New York, you don't feel safe, uh-huh. um, you know, just walking to work, you know, a few blocks, you know, yes. I don't take, even Ted has told me, don't take the subway anymore. <laughs> well, actually, what I tell him is don't wear your fox hat. That's really not right to be walking around New York in your fox hat. But I mean, yes. 
So do all your viewers right now and listeners like New York is, I mean, like you're taking your map, you're taking your life in your oh, own that's hands. so ridiculous. No, he's, uh, that's <laughs> not, that's <laughs> not fair. That's <laughs> not fair. The Why are you are, in Florida uh, though? It's great. You're totally safe. Just you're don't jump in front of a train. You're in Florida, <laughs> but you're in Florida right now. So. Right now we're in Florida. Yes. Today, right <laughs> now, I just flew into Florida just for a fun weekend. No, actually, you're not going to have a New York. We're here to do homage to DeSantis for him. Oh, there good. we go. There excellent, we go. Excellent. Biden's going to run, and Dave, I'll get you to weigh in on that too. Do you think Biden's going to run again? I mean, did this solidify it for him? Does this kind of quiet some of the talk about you know we need to get somebody else in there? Are you asking me first? You first, then Dave, maybe. Okay, so uh, one, it would be stupid for Biden to ever say he's not going to run because the minute yeah. he says he's not going to run, then he's effectively a lame duck. Right. Um, so we, we got that. Seen our line doc, <laughs> but... <laughs> two, two, um, it would be crazy for him to run again. Uh, I, I mean, it just doesn't I mean you, you look at what's happening today and read between the lines when I say that, um, it, it just doesn't make sense. And so it becomes a question of then what's the setup for who's, who is going to run, um, and who would be the best kind of candidate. And this is where I say, I think it should be a governor. Because there's this like inside game of let's, you know, sabotage Kamala Harris, the vice president. I mean, it just, it's not by chance, you know, it just didn't fall out of the air that she right. was like given immigration. I mean, that's, that's something for Democrats. You know, how are you going to solve it? The type of policies that you're willing to do aren't going to solve the problem. Right. So she was set up. Right. Um, I think set up in a way because they don't want her to be a able governor to rest. From a they, Western, they hate her. A governor from a Western state, perhaps? Whose name is, his uh, initials yeah, are Jared yeah, Polis. I, think I so have to too. tell you, I mean, you, you know, throw a rock yeah, through a rock, you can hate governor to be president. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus Biden hates Kamala Harris. Jill, no. Jill Biden hates her. Yeah. Like, so they don't. So, they Dave, Dave, what do you think? Do you, what do you, I mean, you, you were up at the Capitol and dealt with, do you see him? Or, or what do you think they do with Biden? I think I think it's hard to it's really hard to tell with Joe Biden. I I, th- I think ultimately he's going to run for re-election because I don't know. I believe in the old axiom that you know what does every first-term president want a second term, right? I I think ultimately that's what he does. But I think there is a lot of merit to to the uh, discussion here that you know he he got what he wanted out of his political career. He ch- he was able to check off the box that he's president. He's getting older. You know, is he going to be able to compete against, you know, whoever we nominate in 2024? Um, you know, I, th- I think there's a lot of merit to it. I just ultimately, though, I think he runs again. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you think is going to have the Republican Party in Colorado? I mean, For the love of God, let's hope he doesn't run again, please. <laughs> For the love of God. I mean, do you think the Colorado, what, what, where, where did, did we, we reelect uh, Christy Bird Brown? And- no. <laughs> Well, you know, I I think it would probably be best if everyone that was involved in the Colorado Republican Party or anyone at the top of the uh, strategy uh, uh, decision making, if they all kind of just quietly took a break. Right. So I don't think it would ultimately be a good idea for Christie to run again because results matter. The scoreboard right. is the scoreboard. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we need to start you know, figuring out something else and that's going to require new management. Uh, with that said, I have no idea who, you know, is going to run and take over the party, but at the end of the day too, the party's ineffective. You know, that's not where the action's at because of campaign finance law. Right. Right. So another change by the Democrats. 
got Barney. Barney, I think it's, and Barney, I don't mean to pick on you if you didn't, but our guy is saying that you've unmuted your mic. Did you want to jump in on this, Barney? Well, sure. I always want to run my mouth, Julie. There you go. Here you go. You're with Tad, Araj, Dave, Chuck, and Julie, and billions of people on Zoom as well. Barney, okay, let's start. Well, hang on a minute. Uh, Araj? Yes. Raj, grab a frying pan real quick, and then I'll tell you what to do with it. <laughs> Whack him over the head with it. Oh, no, in the face. We can oh, no, 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 no. For the head. And Dave, uh, Dave, let me help you out. When you say the word bipartisan, you freaking send me through the roof. We've had bi- bipartisan shit forever. We have John McCain. We have Cory Gardner. We have the a-holes run. When something's really important. So to me, I want two parties. I want effing liberals and I want effing conservatives. Now, when I say conservative, and I'm, I, I realized that Greg Lopez is against gay marriage. I'm not sucking up to you, Ted or, or Raj. <laughs> I think these sodomy laws were done to go after the Mormons 150 years ago. I don't give a damn. Who, you know, the true conservative doesn't really give a damn what you do. With anything. I don't need the state to tell me to get married or get divorced. And and why Repub- you know, why we even think about I, I I didn't call about gay marriage, but why do I have to ask <laughs> the state for any goddamn thing? But yeah. but Dave, this is about look at and Chuck, I'm sorry, it's over with. The Republicans, all we ever heard was, oh, we have to elect, we have to put the most electable candidate up there. No, we don't. We really don't. We want I want to know who the hell you are, and I want it coming from your heart. And if I don't like it, I'm not going to vote for you. I don't know how Joe O'Day thought for one second. He's going to accuse Michael Bennett of not having anything to do with any bills. Are you kidding me? A guy like Michael Bennett, you really think that Michael Bennett had nothing to do with sat on his butt? No, he didn't. And you know what we had? We had Cory Gardner with a lip lock on Mitch McConnell's butt. (laughs) <laughs> All right, thank you, Barney. Okay. We appreciate it. Well, I've never, I've never been accused of being bipartisan. Oh, yeah. I was he in New Hampshire that said, "Hey, I want to go to Washington and I want to shove." Hey, I... <laughs> hey, Barney, we're going to have to. You're going to have to back bipartisan to when you're talking about um, rebranding the Republican. Oh, I don't think you're, okay. me up. you're kind of breaking up. So let me go back. Okay. Shut me up. Shut me up. <laughs> See you. Bye. Yeah. Bar- I don't Barney, think, Dave, in Barney, your defense, I don't think about... you were saying we need to be more bipartisan, right? Just. No, no. When I talk, Barney, when I talk about rebranding the party, I actually mean getting back to the principles upon which it was founded because the, the party as, as it's been constituted right now is uh, more wishy-washy and moderate and, uh, and uninspiring. So no, I I never I've never been accused of being bipartisan. If you don't believe me, ask, ask Ted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I think we need to do. I think we need to bring in Elon Musk to handle the Republican Party the yeah. same way he handles Twitter employees. He's like, you're all back at work Thursday, or you're fired. And by the or way, half of you are fired yeah. anyway. Yeah, exactly. He and- knew how to handle Amber Heard. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, Elon Musk is actually a billionaire that actually has a billion dollars compared to Trump. Oh, Alf. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, but not as much as Mark Zuckerberg does. You guys might be out a little bit on the Zuckerberg this next time around, too. It's been bad over there at Meta, which even I could tell you why. If you've ever played on the Oculus Quest at 
sucks. sucks. Unless you're an sucks. 11 year old boy. But anyway. <laughs> All right. So we don't have a statewide election race for another six years here in Colorado. Four years. Four years. 2026. 2026. Yeah. Um, and we have just a, a smattering of senators and, and house members. Like three. And, like you said, table of Denny's. Uh, table of Denny's. <laughs> and the, what should be the Republican platform going forward? Can I, we suck. Colorado. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We must I never think the give Republican up. platform should be just love me. <laughs> please, please, please love me. Vote for us. <laughs> Dave, what do you think our platform should be? Um, it, it should be what it was constituted to be. I mean, the party platform is a good platform. The, the problem is no one trusts us. No, and for good reason. All these guys who get elected and when they and they and then they get into power, they actually don't deliver on the the promise or the campaign promise that they uh they campaigned on and and worse you know when they're in the minority or in the majority they work with democrats to do uh to do things that are just fundamentally not what the voters really want um we're not trusted and so i i guess what i would do is if i were in charge is i would i would get back to the basics i'd build i'd rebuild trust with Republicans, um, because we don't have Republicans in our corner, we sure as hell aren't yeah. going to get unaffiliated in our corner. <laughs> so, okay. well, Ted, what is real quick? Because we got about about two minutes, so I think we need to keep in mind still because the corporate media is spinning this like it was this debacle. When when actually the reality is, yes, it wasn't as good as we thought it was going to be, but we're probably going to take the House if California ever gets its votes counted in Colorado. And, you know, it's still looking good for the Senate. So, I mean, you know, we're going to be having Hunter Biden laptop investigations. We're going to be having January 6th. Not if Mitt Romney has anything to say about it. Fauci, Fauci, COVID origin. Exactly. Yes, so, yes. so you Democrats are happy now, but I mean, is it all Weren't. happy lava land or are there still things? No, they're splitting. Okay. Well, no, no, think about it, though, in terms of a performance in a, a you know, midterm election for the, you know, the party that's in power in the presidency for us to lose by like this much, not this much. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the tone and what it's saying, and then you take a look at the Trump endorsed candidates that lost, you know, and the messages that that sends. You talk about, you know, what's going on with abortion. I realize some people don't think abortion is as big of an issue um, as, no, I, you know, I, think it it, I mean, you think about it, you know, and this is, this is my complaint about polling. It obviously wasn't accurate and we shouldn't be averaging them because if you have two or three really bad polls and then you just add two more and three more and you keep averaging them, all you're doing is dim- diminishing the ability of it to actually be accurate. And when you take a look at abortion was like, what, the ninth, 10th issue that people cared about. And then when you did the exit polling, it was number two. Right. Um, right. So I, I forgot what question I was answering. Oh, well, you were going to say, so it's going to look really bad for Democrats because Republicans are going to be in control and we're going to impeach Biden. No. <laughs> it wasn't, but it no, wasn't it's, as, as bad as it should have been. You, you, you guys overperformed. That was, I think, the yeah, point. Yeah, that's, def- that's definitely true. I mean, we're all really tired. We're really yeah. tired. But, but Chuck and Julie, a win is a win. You exactly. Know, yeah. so, we say here in Bronco land, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, next week, two weeks from now, still the Republicans will have the House, even right. by a few. Hopefully it'll be the Senate. And sure, right. it wasn't a huge blowout, but I think a win is a win and they need to 
do what all they can while they still have that power. Oh, yes, mom. I bet I got invited to prom. I really did. I was the last person. <laughs> but that, that, that's right. gotta go. I gotta go. We gotta bring this group back together sometime. Together. We want to thank um, Dave Williams on the phone, Ted and Arash, Barney, everybody on Zoom, the great guys at BBS. You guys, Chuck took my, I gave my drink to Chuck and just coughing. It's party Friday, <laughs> wherever you are, whatever time. It's cocktail uh -huh. hour. All right. We'll see you guys later. Thank you, everybody. Wonderful show. See you everybody on Monday. Have a great weekend. Had a blast. All right. Take care.